I want to read a passage of scripture. I want to look at uh, a passage of scripture today. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book, your Bible, open your Bible to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 2, I'm going to read nine verses. I only usually read two verses, but I want you to get the story. Amen. It says, Now a man from the house of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months, but when she could hide him no longer. She got him in a wicker basket and covered it over with tar and pitch. Then she put the child into it and set it um, among the reeds by the bank of the Nile. His sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the Nile with her maidens walking alongside the Nile. And she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid and she brought it to her. When she opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the boy was crying. And she had pity on him and said, this is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh, his sister said to Pharaoh, she was one of the slaves of Amen, says to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew woman that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go ahead. So the girl went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, the mother, take this child away and nurse him for me. And I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. Verse 10 says, the child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son, and she named him Moses, and said, because I drew him out of water. I want to talk about this morning in her steps. Amen. Tell your neighbor, in her steps. You don't know the story. Amen. Amen. In her steps. Amen. Amen today. You don't know the story. Mother's Day is a day that we set aside to honor mothers, uh, honor their life, their legacy. Um, appreciate them for what they have done and who they are in essence. And as Deacon Hurd said, you know, your mother never stops being your mother. She'll be your mother your whole life. Whether you have a good relationship with her or not, the bottom line is she'll always be your mother. 
But I want today for a brief moment to transport ourselves into the steps of a woman. Amen. In the steps of a woman that I see in Scripture. You know, you say you never know what a person's been through unless you walked or have walked in those shoes. The first nine months of life took place, let's start there, in the mother's womb. During the earliest shaping period of existence, you were a part of your mother's body. Think about that. What she ate, you ate. What she felt, you felt. Um, her body, her life was the lip was li was the limit of your life. In her was life. As long as she lived, you lived. If she died, think about that for a minute. You would have died. And so it's real important before you go on thinking things. Amen. Or feeling indifferent at times. That you understand the steps that she walked in. Come on help me somebody. We don't know what was going on at that particular time. We did not know. We did not know what she had to go through or what she was going through during those nine months. Amen. And even after those nine months, when you and I couldn't comprehend anything, some people feel so indifferent towards mom, you know, because... They're like, she doesn't understand. And most kids don't never think their parents understand. But you don't know the story because you haven't walked in her steps. Moses was born in adverse circumstances. Some of you were born during the civil rights age, era. Some of you were born during the time when segregation was around, when Black people were restricted. Amen. When people were, amen, couldn't, wasn't treated like people. And I'm not just saying that. Some of you were born, amen, doing certain wars and certain economic situations. Children are being born right now during this pandemic. They don't know the story. You see, for a long time, I... I, I held the grudge for a long time. I held on to unforgiveness. For a long time, I felt indifferent. Amen. But I realized I did not walk in her steps. Think about this. Moses is born at a time when Pharaoh was killing all the babies. Amen. Moses was born at, at this particular time when there was a national crisis. I'm getting to my point here in a minute. 
death to the Hebrew boys was the message of the day. Death to the Hebrew boys. Can I ask you a question? What were you born in? What period were you born in? What was going on at that particular time in the world? What was going on at that particular time in your family? Amen. That, that you've survived it. Life was hard. Amen. You don't know the story. This Levite couple had two other children, Miriam and Aaron. Aaron was three years old when Moses was born. And we find here the Bible says this. The Bible says in, in, in chapter 1, verse 20, it says, So God was good to the midwives. Pharaoh told them, we, we midwives, to terminate the babies when they were born. But they feared God over man. Amen. And they decided to defy the order. Do I have anybody? Tell your neighbor, you don't know the story. Tell your neighbor, in her steps. Tell her, in her steps, you don't know the story. You know, you, you take a woman who's never been a mother before. Amen. And then you, you figure that here's a woman who's about to learn something new. But I believe that motherhood is linked to God. Amen. I believe that God, amen, teaches. God gives a mother instincts like no other. A mother knows what's going on with that child because a mother has been connected to this child for so long. Amen. And during that period of time, amen, there's a bond that has been made between mother and child. Tell your neighbor, you don't know the story. And so it's not just the adverse circumstances, it's the emotional circumstances. Amen. The, the spiritual circumstances around your birth and my birth. Do I have anybody? We find that, that Moses is born at a time of danger. The Bible says, so God was good to the midwives, and the people multiplied and became very mighty, because the midwives feared God. Are you with me? They feared God and he established households for them. Then Pharaoh commanded all the people saying, Every son who is born, you are to cast them in the Nile. And every daughter you are to keep alive. Mass murder. Moses is born at this time. Tell your neighbor in her steps. I believe that every mother has a decision to make. I believe that every mother had a decision when she found out she was pregnant. I wish I had somebody. Amen. And sometimes, amen, those circumstances are not good ones. Amen. It's a decision where a mother has to think about how am I going to take care of this child? What am I going to do? Am I going to do this by myself? And then all of a sudden you find yourself caught between two decisions. Moses' mom had to make a decision. Tell your neighbor in, his step, in her steps. The text goes on to say in chapter 1, chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now a man from the house 
of Levi went and married a daughter of Levi. Now, here's where I want you to zero in on with me for a minute. See, it doesn't matter how hard the circumstances are. It doesn't matter how difficult, amen, the choice may be. The bottom line is there's something about Moses' mom. There are five things I want to look at today. And the first thing I want to look at from verse 1, the text says she comes from good lineage. She's a daughter of the Levi. First of all, you got to know who the Levites are. The Levites are. The Levites were the priestly people. She came from a preaching family. She, she's a preacher's daughter. Come on and help me somebody. Amen. And she wasn't just a preacher's daughter by name. She was a preacher's daughter by practice. So the first thing I see about this woman, you want to write this down? First thing I see is her spirituality. Her what? Her spirituality. Her spirituality was not superficial. Her spirituality was not just on Sunday. It was lived throughout her life. Because the only way for her to make the decision to keep. Come on and help me somebody. This child. She could have given up on this child. She could have said no way. I'm not risking my life. Come on in somebody. She could have been selfish. But she made a decision. So I see her spirituality. She was from this ho the house of Levi. She was a woman of God who got married to a preacher. Amen. And, and watch this. She practiced the word of God. Saints, I want to tell you something as a mother. Your spirituality plays a big part in your children's life. Can I help you with something, mothers, today? The greatest gift and legacy you could ever leave for your children is not house. It's not a house. It's not a bank account full of money. It is your spiritual walk and your spiritual life and your spirituality that causes, amen, your children, amen, to continue on with the legacy. Her spirituality. Listen, she lived in a time of devastation, but her spirituality is what gave her, come on somebody, the substance that she had to continue going on even in a time like this. Do I have anybody? And I want to encourage you mothers who are spiritual Continue to be a spiritual example. I believe that your spirituality is what causes your children, amen, to want to love you. Because spirituality is attractive. Do I have anybody? To some. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about relationship. I'm not talking about talk to talk. I'm not talking about, uh, uh, let me see, uh, do as I say, not as I do. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do as I do and do as I say. Amen. Ezra 7.10 says, Ezra set his heart to study, to practice, and then teach. Don't teach them stuff you ain't living. Come on, help me now. Amen. Live it, then teach it. See, her spirituality was one of the key things in her steps 
amen, that you can walk in now. See, everything Moses' mother's left for him could be carried out, could be lived out, could be carried on in his life. We find her spirituality, but in verse 2, it says, The woman conceived and bore a son. Amen. And when she saw that he was what? Booful. She hid him. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Let me, let me say this to you. She understood the consequences. Don't think that she did not understand the consequence. Let me, let me, let me lay it out to you. She was defying Pharaoh. Come on, help me now. She was a woman who had to make a decision. Abort or keep. Abort or keep. But I believe it's her spirituality. Amen. That gives her next. I see her security. She was secure. She was not an insecure person, but she was secure in her faith. And it was her faith that caused her not to defy Pharaoh, but to honor God. Amen. She understood. She knew the risk. And yet she hid the baby boy. For three months, she enjoyed his laughter. She enjoyed his crying. She knew it was temporary. I'm trying to help somebody. But she, listen, in her steps, I see her security because of her spirituality. And it's because of her spirituality that she was secure in knowing that he who began a good work in her will in no wise finish it. She did not know what her son would become. She did not know that she had birthed the next deliverer of the Israelites. She did not know that in her womb, come on and help me somebody, was the next man that would take the people out of Egypt. The Bible doesn't say anything other than Moses was beautiful. Come on and help me somebody. She saw that he was beautiful. Amen. And what did she do? She hid him for three months. I see her security. Verse 3. Verse 3 is key. And I want to talk to you mothers about this. And, and I, I'm not saying what, what uh, Deacon Heard said was wrong. But listen. I know that's your baby. But there come a time when you got to let that baby go. And you got to stop treating that baby like a baby. Because that baby got to grow up and be grown and live. Or else she, he or she will forever, amen, be drinking milk. Let's read. The text says, and I'm going to share something with you mothers that you don't may not agree with. But my job is to tell you the truth. 
I'm okay with not being liked, but I'm going to tell you the truth. The text says, but when she could hide him no longer, there's going to come a time when you can't hide that child no longer. Come on, somebody. You know what the problem is with most boys today? They don't have fathers. And watch this. And mothers try to compensate for what the father can't give them. But mothers, there come a point where your children got to come from behind you. Because you can't hide them no more. You can't cover them no more. You're going to have to love them enough to let them go. I believe that's the greater love. The greater love is you releasing them and stop hiding them. Oh, I wish I had somebody. So what do we see in her steps? We see her spirituality. We see her security. But let's read verse 3. Verse 3 says, but when she could hide him no longer, what did she do? She provided for him. She got a wicker basket. And and, and I found this to be, now Egypt, you got to remember Egypt at this time was the leading place for technology. But here's a mother, right? This is what I love about mothers, man. Mothers can take macaroni, you know. Uh, come on, somebody. Can take ramen noodles and make it taste like a gourmet meal. Tell your neighbor, you don't know the story. Amen. When, when, when a mother can take one hamburger and, and, and feed three. Come on, help me, somebody. When, 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 when a mother couldn't afford to, come on, somebody, to eat, she'll have you to eat while she watch you eat. There's something about mothers, how they are so creative. The text says, I ain't heard nothing about the preacher yet. What you see in this text is exactly what happens a whole lot. The mother taking charge. She made the decision. Mother's a strong man. She, takes, she made the decision to keep the baby. Enjoyed the baby, but we ain't heard nothing from Moses' daddy. Moses' dad did not play an important. He was there, but he wasn't there. Lord, I'm, that's in my sanctified imagination. Now watch this. Watch this now. The text says this woman went out. She got a basket. She covered it with tar and pitch. What? Where did she get that ingenious idea from? She's like, seriously, like, wow. She understood that the basket would be filled up with water, so she, she makes a layer. And the one thing about the tar, the tar didn't cause it to sink. The tar kept the water out, and the tar caused it to float. That's where the tar and the pitch comes in. Here's a mother. Lord have mercy. Became an engineer. Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Mothers will do some stuff, don't they? They can turn something into something and something else into something. And then all of a sudden, you just happy. Amen. You know, as a child, you know what I mean? You don't know what's going on. Tell your neighbor in her in her steps. You don't know because you haven't walked in her shoes. You think she's crazy. She ain't crazy. She far from crazy. Because we all think our mama's crazy, you know what I mean, <laughs> at some point. 
But here's the thing. <laughs> they ain't crazy. They know exactly what's going on. Because they got, you have their DNA. Now watch the text. The text says, then she put the child into it. How many, how many of you would have broken your heart? It's either, here, here's a choice. Pharaoh finding the child. You know, the soldiers. Because they were going house to house. And they were killing. They, they were mass killing of the Jews. Because they were multiplying. And here they, here's a choice she had to make. Take the chance of putting them down the Nile, the very Nile that they were killing them in, killing the babies in. Or wait. She made the choice. And so the next thing I see is this. And I know there are a lot of mothers who have made and still make it sacrifice but let me let me let me help you let me help you let me help you she put the child into it among the reeds by the bank can you imagine that moment let's transport ourselves to the mo can you imagine what she's can you imagine how many tears is she's crying she's she, she but 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 i believe it's a different story I believe she did shed tears, but I believe it's her her spirituality, her security, the fact that she knew God. She said, "You know what? This is why parents, when I say you got to bring your boys, especially boys, mamas, you got to get your boys from behind you, and you got to push them out because guess what?" You have to trust that what you've put in them and that God, come on somebody, the spiritual legacy that you gave them, the, the strength that you've given them, the sacrifice that you've shown them, that it has to now be lived out because they have a life. See, watch this. The decision was hard but it was necessary. Listen, she has to get her child from behind her. Come on, somebody. And launch him out. And I'm saying to some mother today, it's time for you to get your children from behind you and launch them out on the Nile. Because until you let them go, they can't live. And they are in danger of being extinct. Come on, somebody. They're in danger of death. They're in danger of not being responsible. They're in danger of not taking care of their business. They're, oh, I, I got a whole list. They're in danger of a whole lot of things. Watch this. Their relationships are going to be broken because they're going to be looking for someone just like you. Watch this. But they're going to always be behind you. Oh, in her steps. 30 to 40% of American boys now live in their mother's home. Come on now. Come on now. 30 to 40% of American boys 
still live at home with their mamas. Her sacrifice. She had to make the sacrifice. Amen. And she had to, come on somebody, she had to let go of her son. She knew that in order for him to grow up, he had to, she had to let him go. So I see her sacrifice. And sometimes you don't know, now let me flip the coin now, you don't know what your mama had to sacrifice. You don't know how much sacrifice that she made. You don't know, you don't know, you don't know. But what I see in this woman, I see a woman who sacrificed. I see her sacrifice. I see her spirituality. I see her security. And verses 4 to verse 8, the text says, amen. I'm going to go right to verse, right, verse 4. It says, and her sister, now his sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen to him. His sister was a slave of Pharaoh's daughter. So she goes down to the Nile and she saw and she brought the baby boy to what, 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 what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. His sister becomes his, her, his savior. Lord have mercy. So not only do I see her sacrifice, but you ready for this? The next thing I see from verses 4 to verse 8. Verse 8 says, his sister stood at a distance to find out what would happen. Come on, somebody. To him. Look what the text says. And Pharaoh's daughter said, verse 8, Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go ahead. Amen. So the girl went and called Let me back up for a minute. Hold on a minute. Let's look at verse 7 real quick. It says, Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said, Go. So the girl went. And who did the girl call? See, I want to help you mamas with something. I want to help you mamas with something. When you let them go, they're going to come right back to you. But they're going to come back. Watch this. Watch this. They're going to come back better than when they left. When they never left you. And so it's a hard decision sometimes for you to say to your child, to say to your son, son, you got to leave now. Daughter, you got to leave now. Come on now. It's time for you to rise up and live. So not only do I see her strength, I'm sorry, her sacrifice, the next thing I see is her strength. See, it takes strength to say, you know what, I got to let these kids go. I, got, I will never forget when my kids left home, amen, to go to college and, and things like that. I was like, man, I remember when they started driving. That in itself was nerve-wracking. But I understood, and what we had to realize is what we put in them, our spiritual life, Amen. What we have given them, amen, it will last. I see her strength. I see her strength because I see a mother, amen, who is drawing not just on her strength, but on the strength of God. 
I see a mother, amen, who understands the situation. And every mother, and, and, and I believe that all mothers here, all mothers listening, all mothers watching, I believe you've had to be strong to get to where you are right now. I believe that it's your strength that will help your child to understand, amen, that, and appreciate what you're doing for them. It's not you just nurturing and protecting them. It's your strength to let them loose. The last thing I see, verse 9. Verse 9, and we go home. Amen. Well, y'all are already home. Verse 9 says, Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me. Hold on a minute. And I will give you wages. Hold on a minute. How the tables have turned. Yeah. Amen. Not only am I going to give you back the child that you just let go, but you have protection for him because Pharaoh's daughter trumps Pharaoh. <laughs> so Moses grows up with divine protection. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. His mama got to raise him to a good ripe old age, amen, where she had to let him go again and put him back into the palace because she knew that he had a better life. The things a mother does, her sacrifice, her sacrifice, saints, her, her, her sacrifice, her strength, her security, her spirituality. But lastly, I see this. Here's what I see. The last thing I see, the Bible says, she said, take this child away, nurse him, and I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him. And so my last point is this. Last thing I see is her sovereign success. Now, why do I say sovereign? Because God was sovereignly guiding the plan. God put Pharaoh's daughter in the right place. God put the basket in the right hands. God gave the right child to the right woman. Come on and help me somebody. How many millions of children had died before this? But this one child, every mother thinks their child is special. Amen. And they may be the one. But she was a successful parent, not because she bought him clothes and fed him and made sure he finished college. No, she was successful because she was spiritual. She was successful because she got him to an age where when he was ready to leave home, she was willing to let him go. Verse 10. Verse 10 says, the child grew. Tell your neighbor, he grew. Yeah, he's going to grow up. You don't want no grown man sleeping on your couch. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to get all like that, y'all. I'm sorry. No grown woman living in your house. It's only one woman in my house. One grown woman, that is. Amen. And, and at some point, 
We love them. But we got to let them go. Listen to this. The child grew and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son and named him. Now notice, the mama didn't even name her own son. Pharaoh's daughter named You know what she understood? She understood this. I should add another S. She had a stewardship. Her stewardship. Put that in there. Write that point down. Write that point somewhere down. Her stewardship. And if you and I are not stewarding our children correctly, then we're going against God's will. A good steward. Sons, you got to come from behind your mama. Daughters, you got to come from behind your mama. I'll talk about Father's Day. I'll talk about another mess there. But you got to come from behind them. And what you got to do is you have parents, you mothers, you, I know you love them. I know that's your baby. And that's going to always be your baby. But here's the thing. You got to motivate your baby to grow up and be a man and be a woman and be responsible and then return the favor. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about give you material things. I'm talking about show you appreciation. Show you love. Teach them about that. Here's the thing about Moses. Moses' mom understood her stewardship, and her stewardship was, I got this boy for a little bit of time. Let me nurse him. Give him what it, the weaning age was right about up to 12. And he spent 40 years. Forty years he spent with Pharaoh's daughter in the in in the you know in the castle. He's living large. Amen. God set him up with watch this. He was a Hebrew, but he took on an Egyptian identity. But his mother gave him that opportunity. Because she could have killed him. Yeah, she could have aborted him. They could have killed him, but her strength, her sovereign success, but her stewardship. And I believe, mothers, that God is calling you to a stewardship. They're not going to be with you forever. You got to love them. Enough to let them go. She didn't plan it. God did. Just like God saved the midwives and blessed them the same he did with his mother. Are you with me? That's the sovereignty of God. When you had that child or children, you had to do, you you may have had to do it all by yourself. And God sovereignly supported you. Come on, somebody. He made a way out of nowhere. Come on and help me, somebody. You've been successful in raising them. You raised them by yourself, but they're still behind you. you got to let them go. I don't know why I keep staying there. He kept you, and now they're grown, and they should be supporting you. But don't expect it. Amen. Just know that that's what they're supposed to be doing. Tell your neighbor in her steps. A teacher asked a boy the question, 
Suppose your mother baked a pie and there were seven of you, your parents and five children. What part of the pie would you get? A sixth? A sixth, the, the, the replied the boy. The teacher said, I'm afraid you don't know your fractions, said the teacher. Remember, there's seven of you. Say, yeah, teacher, said the boy, but you don't know my mother. Mother will always say she didn't want any pie. Tell your neighbor, end.